السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد أفلح المؤمنون الذين هم في صلاتهم خاشعون صدق الله العظيم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صلوا كما رأيتموني أصلي وكما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Respected elders and brothers, all praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our creator, our nourisher, our sustainer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has given us this existence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is sustaining us in this existence. Every breath we take, we are dependent on Allah. Every beat of our heart is dependent on Allah. Every moment of our life, we have to turn our focus to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this is the purpose of our creation. Allah ta'ala says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسِ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That Allah ta'ala has not created insan and jinnat but for his worship. So the purpose and the object of our life is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the most important aspects of worship after Iman is Salah. Salah in the life of a believer is the focal point of his life. His whole life, his whole life, it revolves around Salah. Whatever he does, he has to be conscious of the times of Salah and that he fulfills his Salah. So important is salah that we see all the other injunctions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send them down by Jibreel. But we know for salah Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was taken on mi'raj and he was brought right into the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then he was gifted with salah. The salat is a gift. It's a tuhfa from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us. It is said of Sahaba, when they heard of Salah, when they heard of Salah becoming faraz five times a day, they were very happy. So Salah is not a burden. Salah is not a ritual. Salah is not something that we just have to, you know, get it done and go away and finish, I did my duty. It's more than that. Salah is our communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salah is to bring us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The closest a person can get to Allah is when he's in sajda, where he shows his absolute humility. 
where he has to put this forehead, which is the most important part of his body, onto the ground and show his total humility and subservience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So salah is really the purpose of our lives. Salatu imadu deen. Salah is the main pillar of deen. Man hadamaha, man aqamaha faqad aqama deen. That person who upholds his salah, he has upheld his deen. Wa man hadamaha faqad tarakad deen. And that person who discards his salah, he has discarded his deen. So it's the main pillar. The supporting pillar of a person's deen is his salah. So without salah, a person is nothing. He's a failure. Failure in this world. Failure in the cover. Failure on the day of Qiyamah. The first thing, the first questions that we are going to have to give reckoning for on the day of Qiyamah is salah. If our salah is correct, we have performed our salah in the best possible manner. Our salah is correct, we performed it, we got no kaza. فَقَدْ أَفْلَحَ وَأَنْجَلَ That person has become successful and he has been saved from the punishment of Allah. On the other hand, a person who fails the test of salah, فَقَدْ خَابَ وَخَسِرَ He has destroyed himself, he has destroyed his life, everything is finished for him. So we cannot overemphasize the aspect of salah. In fact, according to the imma, that a person who discards his salah, he's on the border of kufr. Some of them say it's wajibul qatl, that he must be killed for discarding salah, for neglecting salah. فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an also mentions that destruction be to that person. الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ That person who is neglectful of his salah. The hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, مَنْ فَاتَتْهُ صَلَاةٌ وَاحِدًا One salah a person misses كَأَنَّمَا وُتِرَ مَالُهُ وَحَلُ It's as if his whole family, his whole, you know, everything is destroyed. How will a person feel? Now we had the floods. Many people, they just had... Five minutes, ten minutes to get out of their homes and run for their lives. And everything was finished after that. Allah forbid we uh, go to our homes and we find there's nothing there. What will the feeling come into our hearts? So that's the feeling a person must be having when he misses his salah. Or when he neglects his salah. You see? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in one hadith mentions <coughs> the importance of salah that he wishes to put somebody else to lead the salah and then he gathers some boys and they take some firewood and they go to the homes of those people who are performing salah but they're performing it at home they're not coming to the masjid and he sets fire to their homes that's in the importance of salat with jamaat. But yet they are still performing salat. But then too Nabi Wasallam is ready to burn their homes. So how important salat is, we cannot overemphasize so many ayats upon ayats upon ayats of the Qur'an. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Iqami salah, aqimu salah, that establish salah. Even in our children, that muru awladikum bis salati iza kana sab'ah. That when the child is seven, then from then you must command him to perform salah. He must know what is salah. And we have to lead by example. If he sees us performing salah, then he'll perform. You see. وَأَمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ In the Quran, Allah says, command your family to, to perform salah. وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا And you also remain steadfast. So my dear brothers, <coughs> so many ayats and ahadith which emphasize salah, which is, as I said, the focal point of a life of a believer. So it's important one that we perform our salah, and also we check if we got any kaza salat also. Because severe punishments are for those who have neglected the salah, they don't make the kaza also. One friend of mine, the other day, he was very happy. I asked him what happened. He said, I made, I completed my kaza salah for 25 years. Today I'm 75 years old. My kaza salah for 25 years, I've completed it. Alhamdulillah, I feel nice, I feel so happy, I feel light. So if a person has kaza salah, don't ignore it. Don't let it happen that we're living this world in this condition that we haven't performed all the kaza. It's not difficult. For every day a person misses Salah, for every salah he has to read the faraz of that salah. So he has to read basically, if the whole day he must salah, then he has to read 20 rakats. And this friend of mine, he says, every morning before fajr, I finish my kazai umri. And for every salah, we have to take hisab, we have to find out, check ourselves, check in our lives. That how many salahs have I missed? You see? So that we don't have to give accounting for our salah on the day of Qiyamah, because then it will be too late. Salah is so important. You can't ignore it. We couldn't make it, we got up late, or whatever, then make the kaza. You see. So my dear brothers, as far as salah is concerned, salah starts, not any at the time of salah, it starts from long before that. Before the azan goes already, our mindset and our focus must be towards salah. So first and foremost is that we have to have taharat for salah. It's a condition. Condition for salah is taharat. That we must be pak. Physically our bodies have to be pak. So we have to make sure that when we make istinja and go to the toilet etc. That we cleanse ourselves thoroughly. At-tuhuru shatrul iman. Ta'ara is one of the main pillars, I mean, it's part of Iman. It's nisful Iman, is half of Iman. Ta'ara, a mu'min, a believer, is conscious of his Ta'ara all the time. You see, you can't take things for granted. You have to be conscious of your Ta'ara all the time. And try and stay park all the time. So that at Astinja already, that time when he is relieving himself, already from that time, he must be focused that I have to cleanse myself properly. 
make istibara after passing urine, a person must be careful that urine doesn't get stuck in his private part. He has to make istibra, he has to see that all the urine drops come out. He has to cough, he has to try, put a tissue around his private part to absorb the urine so that that urine doesn't soil his body or doesn't soil his clothes. Then when he makes ghusl, he has to make a thorough ghusl to become part. Ya ayyuhallazina amanu iza qumtum ila salat when you get when you when you preparing for salat then the ayat says wa in kuntum junuban fattahharu that if you are in a state of major impurity then purify yourself properly fattahharu emphasis you see so we have to know the faraiz of wuzu we have to know the etiquettes of going to the toilet one person, he asked, what's the faraiz of wudu? Three faraiz of wudu? He said, hot water, soap and towel. A lot of people, they don't know the faraiz of wudu, of ghusl. That the, the mouth must be gathered thoroughly. Water must reach till the fleshy part of the nose. And the entire body must be washed thoroughly, not even a hair's breath must be left dry. So when a person is making ghusl too, he has to do it consciously. It's not that I just go into the shower and I open the tap and then in a few minutes later I'm out. No, the water must reach everywhere, inside the ear, around the pinna of the ear, and under the armpits, under the knees, in between the toes. Every thoroughly wuzu must be, uh, ghusl must be made. And likewise with wuzu also. Wuzu is miftah salati al wuzu. The key to salah is wuzu. So we have to make sure that we make wuzu properly, thoroughly, especially the faraiz of wuzu. And when we sit and make wuzu too, with consciousness. You see, today we do everything mechanical, but with consciousness, this wuzu, I'm going to perform my salat. So before wuzu, the sunan of wuzu, reading Bismillah, Alhamdulillah. And whilst making wuzu, focusing towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't waste water. How we make our wuzu, with what concentration and devotion make wuzu, will have impact on our salah. Because wuzu is also an ibadah. So when we are washing our face to four faraiz, the face from the hairline to below the chin, from one earlobe to the other, this area between the sideburns and the ear, all that must be washed thoroughly. And also when we're washing our arms, including our elbows, many a time people wash till the elbow. It's including the elbow. You see. So making sure that we <coughs> wash our feet properly, including the ankles, making masa of at least quarter of the head. So all these aspects of tahara, we have to check, we have to learn if we don't know, and we have to revise and we have to review also. So that we don't miss out. Because once the taharat is shaky, and we have a major problem in the taharat, then that salah is void. And the key, salah is the key to jannah. So when we come for our salah also, so one is the preparation as far as taharat is concerned. Then the other thing is our clothing when we come for salah. 
In the ayat of the Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya Bani Adama, khuzu zinatakum in the kulli masjid. That beautify yourself before you come to the masjid. Hassan Basri, rahmatullahi he used to wear his best clothes when he's coming to the masjid. And obviously, he must be dressed Islamically. He's going to stand in front of the king of kings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today if we just get some audience with the president, prime minister, then how are we going to go in a shabby state? We're going to go with everything, you know, upside down? No. We will wear our best clothes in the best possible manner. So likewise with salah also, we can't wear just any tight-fitting clothes that our satar gets exposed. So many people read salah with the t-shirt. And when they're going into sajda, their whole back is open. So you can't wear tight-fitting clothes. You may wear clothes of dignity. Be Islamically dressed. Proper clothing. You see? Because we are presenting ourselves in the court of Allah. Allah is watching us whilst we are performing our salah. So we can't be haphazard in as far as our clothing is also concerned. Even our clothing must be pure, must be parked. You see. So in this way, inshallah, any, any, our clothing too must be in such a manner that, for example, the pants mustn't be below the ankles. Not only in salah, out of salah also. You see. Last year we were reading Tarawi in one place where we our Hazrat Sheikh, Mufazahman Sab Dhamad Barakatuh. For the Imam went forward to perform the salah. And after the salah was completed, he said, repeat the salah. So everybody was shocked. Big majma. He said, what happened? He said, no, the Imam's kurta, his very long kurta, was below his ankles. He made everybody repeat the salah. Tarawi salah. So how careful should we be, you see? And we shouldn't be wearing such things that got, you know, embroidery and, and, and got... We mustn't be walking billboards. People come with big Nike logos and what and what and come and read Salah. Now other people behind them, they're looking at this. They get distracted. So we must be wearing proper clothing, proper Islamic attire when we're coming to Salah. All this is very important in Salah and it will help us to improve on our salah. Then we should come early to the masjid. Don't wait for the last minute. Some people are lifos. Last in, first out. We must be philo. First in, last out. First in, come early. If you can come before the azan, alhamdulillah. Otherwise immediately after the azan, try and be there. So we don't miss our takbir ula. Once our, one of our akabirin, great ulama, after the salah he was in a very depressed state. So they asked him what happened. He said, after 22 years I missed my takbir ula. They were so conscious of salah that they will want to miss their takbir ula. person who reads is 40 namazes with takbir ula. Obviously it will be with Jamaat, then he's given a certificate of freedom from nifaq, that he doesn't have hypocrisy in his heart. 
So we should try to the best of our ability. Don't wait for the last minute and then rush. Before we come to salah, we have to condition our mind. And this helps in bringing concentration into our salah. Conditioning our minds. That where am I going? What am I going to do? I'm going to perform salah in front of Allah, who is going to be watching me, listening to me. He's going to be with me. I'm doing this for Him. So condition your mind. So long before salah, this mind must be conditioned. And the sunnah salah before the salah is also to help us to bring concentration in our salah. Because once we in the salah, then our mind must be focused to salah. That aflah al-mu'minun. Allah Ta'ala says, successful are those believers. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those that are in their salah with concentration, with devotion, with, with, you know, with complete focus towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their salah. Otherwise that salah is just a sham. It's just an outward movement because the mind is gone somewhere else. And shaitan beats us with this, you see. Say the first thing that will take been taken away from this ummah will be that khushu and khudu in salah. So we have to learn and, 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 and condition ourselves and train ourselves from beforehand that what we are going to do and how we are going to do it in the best possible manner. Then inshallah this salah will take us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this salah will be a source of benefit for us. Otherwise, if a person just performs his salah however he wants, in whichever manner he wants, then it is said that that salah rises up in a form of a dirty rag and it is flung back on his face, this person's face, and he said, May Allah destroy you as you have destroyed me. So a person gets the curse of that salah if he's not reading it properly. And on the other hand, person is reading his salah properly, concentration, devotion, focus towards Allah, then that salat makes dua for him, that may Allah preserve you as you have preserved me. You see, it takes a form of a beautiful cloth and it makes dua for that person. So in this way, inshallah, we'll perform our salat properly and you know, what itminan, itminan, with composure, not hurrying, not rushing, in a nice way, then inshallah, we will find that sweetness in salah, we'll find that enjoyment in salah. Then we'll want to, like sahaba, all night they used to sit, all night they could read salah, why? Because their minds were focused in salah. Sometimes things happened around them, the, uh, there was a fire, around them, the wall fell down, they didn't even know, they were unconscious of all these things, right there. Today even if a fly sits on our head, that too is too much for us. You see people performing salah, every few minutes they're scratching here, scratching there, this, that, what does that show? That shows we're not focusing salah. We have to be standing still. Sahaba used to stand so still in the salah, that the birds you think that they are statues and they should come perch on them, they should come and sit on them. 
So in salah, a person has to be absolutely still. He has to be composed. He hasn't made no unnecessary movement. Because if he makes major movements, amal kathir, then that salah is void. If he moves his chest away from the qibla, finish, that salah is void. You see, you'll have to repeat that salah. So every action and every posture in salah too must be done as best as possible. And it's not difficult. It's not difficult to get concentration on salah. It's simple. All we have to do is just concentrate on what we are doing. You see? A person is making takbir at tahrima, now he's concentrating, I'm making takbir at tahrima. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reading kirat, then he's concentrating on his kirat. You see? And even his kirat, he must be reading properly with tajweed. Person can't read Quran anyhow. Especially pronouncing the letters must be done correctly. The ha, the wa, the tha, all the letters must be. We have to learn tajweed, my dear friends. If you haven't learned in madrasa, learn now, it's never too late. And try and read your, your surahs with tajweed, you'll see automatically concentration will come in your salah because you're doing it consciously. And even when we're making the reading the tasbihat, then to compounder over the meaning, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Glory be to Allah, the Great. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Glory be to Allah, the Most High. So learn the simple meanings, the last 10 surahs or 20 surahs, whatever we're reading, learn the meaning so we can concentrate. So all this will help us, inshallah, in improving our salah, and in our endeavor should be that we get 100 out of 100 for our salah whenever we perform our salah. So as far as the practical aspect of salah is concerned, <coughs> they are, it is simple inshallah, not very difficult. We'll go through them now. As I said, when we beginning our salah, if we can just move back so the other brothers can also see. So we will, when we start our salah, we start with takbir al-tahrima, which is faras. So we have to uh, read and say the words of takbir al-tahrima. Even if you're behind the imam too, we have to say Allah Akbar loud enough to hear ourselves. Otherwise we haven't started the salah. So whilst we're saying takbir al-tahrima, we lift our hands up to our ears. We lift our hands up to our ears. By the way, this is the Hanafi method of Salah, and this is the method that has been taught to us by our Sheikh, Hazrat Muhammad Rahman Sahib, Dhamad Barakatul, and he has elaborated in his books also. The other Mazayib, they'll have some other few differences, but if you're Hanafi, then this is the method. So we'll raise our hands to our ears, right? Palms must face the Qibla. Palms must face the Qibla. Fingers will be kept normal. We won't close our fingers, we won't open our fingers, we'll keep it normal, in line with our ears. We don't have to hold our ears, but just in line with our ears. Not like this. Many people, when they're reading the Salah, their hands are facing the cheeks, the palms are facing the cheeks. That is incorrect. The palms must be facing the Qibla. Everything of ours must be facing the Qibla. So even our feet, 
our feet must be facing Qibla. And there must be a gap of four fingers between our feet. This will help us when we are in sajda also because then our heels have to touch. So we don't perform salah like this. Perform our salah with our feet facing the Qibla. And when we are reading salah with jamaat, then make sure that our heels are on the line. So a person will stand like this. And the head mustn't be bowed in salah. Head mustn't be bowed. The head must be upright. Only the eyes must be looking at the place of sajda. So you don't have to bow your head to look at the place of sajda. Head must be upright all the time in salah. So keep your head upright. Raise your hands to your ears. Palms facing the qibla. Fingers normal. And you say, as you're saying, Allahu Akbar, you fold your hands. It's not Allahu Akbar, and then you fold. From here, Allahu Akbar, the little finger and the thumb goes around the wrist. And these three fingers on top of the wrist and below the navel. Below the navel, we fold our hands and we stand like this. And then we will recite Sana. We will recite Ta'awuz Tasmiyah, Ta'awuz Bismillah, Surah Fatiha, Bismillah and then Surah. Right? So in this way, inshallah, this is the standing Qiyam posture. So with full concentration, devotion, and I, focusing the eyes in salah, it helps tremendously in concentrating in salah. In fact, our Ustad, Abdul Hamid Sahib, Dhamad Barakatuhum, he said, if we learn to control our eyes in salah, then we learn to control our eyes outside salah. When you look at haram outside salah, say one man, he was contemplating getting a second wife. So he couldn't control his eyes, looking around, very mahram woman. So Moha told him, just concentrate in your salah and focus your eyes properly. So he said he started doing it, and alhamdulillah that feeling of getting another wife left him. And he said, when I should go out, I shouldn't be looking around. So in salah we should look at the, in qiyam we should look at the place of our sajda. So that is how we will stand with itminan, with complete concentration, devotion, focus, attention towards Allah. And in every rukan of salah, at least for a few moments, try and think like this, that Allahu ma'i, Allahu nadiri ilayya, Allah is looking at me, Allah is watching me. At this moment, I am standing in front of Allah, Allah is watching me. Allahu sami'i, Allah is listening to what I am reading. Allah is listening to it. You know, like person uh, CCTV camera is focused on you, the boss is watching, now how are you going to do? You know, just do things happen, no, I'm being watched. So at least have this consciousness that Allah is watching me and I am being watched. You see? So reading the salah in that way, inshallah, with our mind towards Allah, Allahu ma'i, Allah mere saathe, I'm in front of Allah, Allah is with me, Allah is watching me, Allah is listening to me. And Contemplate on the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes we're standing behind the imam. Imam is, is a silent salah. So we can't concentrate. So contemplate on the greatness of Allah. Contemplate on akhirah. Contemplate on mort. He says when a person performs salah, he should perform it like this is his last salah. After this you're going to die. There's no other time you're going to get to perform salah. 
Salla salatu muwadda'in. That is my farewell salah. So how will you perform salah then? See, so this all helps in bringing that consciousness. You see, we read salah unconsciously. We need consciousness. And we need the, con- the consciousness of Allah in our salah. So in that way we will stand in qiyam with complete concentration, devotion, attention and focus. Then we'll say Allahu Akbar. And when we're reading this takbirat, from the time we make, start the movement till the end, the takbir must last. So Allahu Akbar. In ruku to simple, there's two things that we have to remember. One is that the arms, the elbows must lock. And here the knees must lock. So you're not going to go like this. So once you go like this, this will go off, this will go off. So it must be a full 90 degree angle, right? And the back and head must be in line. And then with full attention say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. And not Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. Za and Dha makes a big difference in the meaning. Arabic is a very sensitive language. You just change the maharis of the word, like qalb is heart, and kalb is dog. One is qaf and one is kaf. Now you say, Rabbana la tuzi qulubana, Rabbana la tuzi kulubana, with a kaf, that Allah don't turn our dogs away. Big change in the meaning. You see, Rahim with a big ha, and Rahim. It's a big difference in a big ha and a small ha. So we need to learn tajweed. MashaAllah, good wine. Itikaf. Previously when we, Allah gave us tawfiq, we sat in itikaf. Every day after the zor, we should have practicals. Wudu, ghusl, salah. And we should also do surahs. So whilst we are in itikaf, let us bring this alive and let us also learn. Get the ulama around us and get them to teach us, inshallah. At least, I remember that one year we sat, the person didn't even know Surah Fatiha. And he's reading Salah, he's 70 years old. He doesn't know Surah Fatiha. What kind of Salah is that? So get to know our Surahs and get to be able to read them correctly. So in Ruku, we'll be with composure. You see that Molana was saying that that person, he came to read Salah and then he started walking out. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Go back and perform your salah You haven't performed your salah So he went back He performed it Then he coming out again Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Go back again Like that three times he sent him back Third time he came He said Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I tried I did my best What was the problem? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him You see when you perform your salah Then perform it with composure With itminan you see, because that is wajib in salah. When you go into ruku, don't just maram and then up again. You go into sajdas, maram up again. No. He said, that was the problem of your salah. That was the problem of your salah that you didn't have itminan. So, a person after ruku will stand up in coma. And here too, this is where Major problem, most of us. We just sami Allah ulimamida, Rabbana alaikum, and we're running down again. No. Sami Allah ulimamida, 
it is wajib at least to, to stand for that one second. Our Shaykh Hazrat Mu'afaz Rahman sahab, down by the cartoon, is emphasizing on this. I don't think there's any bayan, I haven't heard him saying this. That when you're in coma, then read the full hamd. Rabbana lakal hamdu hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fi. Don't just say Rabbana lakal hamd. Because in that, that pause, what you see in ruku and sajda, we're reading the tasbihat. So that pause is there. But in coma, when we get here, Sami Allah Liman Hamida will read as we're coming up. And Rabbana lakal hamdu hamdan kathiran tuyiban mubarakan fi. Once Abi read this, and when he read this, then after the salah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Who was that Sahabi who read that? So the Sahabi said, I read it. He said, I saw more than 30 malaika rushing to take the reward for that, for, for that what you read. Hmm? There's also other du'as. رَبَّنَا لَكَ الْحَمْدُ مِلْأَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمِلْأَ الْأَرْضِ وَمِلْأَ مَا بَيْنَهُمَا وَمِلْأَ مَا شِئْتَ مِنْ شَيْنْ بَعْدِ You can learn that du'a also and learn the meanings also so that we're reading consciously. But in coma we have to read this so that that itminan comes into our salah because otherwise it will be just going up and down. Then after that, in, from coma we'll be going into sajda. So, when we're going to sajda, we will don't go like this. That's like we're making a second rukuna. But we will go by bending the knees first. So you bend your knees, knees must touch the ground. This upper part of the body must remain straight. We don't go like this, but upper part of the body remains straight, and you go down. So your knees will touch first, then your hands, then your nose and forehead. And when you are in sajda, then you will close your fingers. Your fingers will come in line with your ears. In line with your ears and close your fingers. Pa, uh, elbows must not touch the ground. Elbows must not touch the ground. Elbows must be up. And we should make sajda brazenly, open. So even if I kid, a baby goat has to come under us then it must be able to go through. A woman has to de- make this, their de- de- sajda different. But men, we have to make sajda openly brazen. And then our feet <coughs> in sajda, we should keep the heels together, toes must be pressed facing towards the qibla. So in line with the ears, <coughs> our hands should be, our feet must be, also the toes must be bent and the heels should be touching. So that is the method of sajda. And then in sajda too, subhana rabbi al-a'la, again with full concentration, devotion, reading it, that glory be to my Lord the Most High, you see. So by reading this consciously and thinking that now I'm, I'm actually in the lap of my Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the closest I can get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we will make sajda in that way. And then we'll get up for jalsa. This is another point where we find many of us fail. 
But this is Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. No, we come back, come into the posture of Jalsa and pause. And that our Sheikh has taught us a dua. Allahumma firli, warhamni, wa'afini, wahdini, warzukni. Five beautiful duas. You see, the whole of Salat is dua actually. Salat means dua. So this is where we're going to take from Allah. Allahumma firli, oh Allah forgive me. Warhamni, have mercy on me. Wa'afini and grant me afiyat, grant me safety from all calamities and difficulties. Wahdini and guide me. Allahumma firli, warhamni, wa'afini, wahdini, warzukni and give me sustenance. Through salah we can draw our sustenance from Allah. We can get barakat in our rosy. That is when we read the salah consciously with concentration, devotion and we read all these duas. These five duas if we got, we got the whole of dunya and akhirat my dear. Simple duas. It won't even take you five seconds to read it. Maybe three seconds to read it. So learn these duas and read it in our salah. We'll see the difference. And then we'll go for the next sajda. And when we are sitting <coughs> in Fada, then we'll sit on the left foot and we'll keep this right foot upright. Right? And the toes will also be pointing towards the Qibla. Then also our hands, our hands will be on our thighs and our fingers will be kept normal. And in Ruku we will look at our feet. In Ruku we will look at our feet. In Sajda we will look at our nose. Our eyes will be focused to the nose. And when we in Qada we will be looking at our chest, our lower chest and lap. So we will be sitting like this and we will be focusing there into our lap and then we'll read the at-tahiyyat and that to at-tahiyyatu big ha not at-tahiyyatu no at-tahiyyatu lillahi wa salawatu wa tayyibatu assalamu alayka ayyuhan nabiyu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh you're making salami in, in, in salam so assalamu alayka ayyuhan nabiyu wa rahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh assalamu alayna وَعَلَىٰ إِبَادِ اللَّهِ الصَّالِحِينَ So learn the meaning, it's very easy. You see, and then when you're saying أَشْهَدُ When you come to أَشْهَدُ Then we will make a circle with the thumb and the middle finger. Right? And we say Allah, Then we lift up the shahadat finger. Our Shaykh says when you're lifting up the shahadat finger think, think that you are shooting shaitan. You are destroying shaitan. Illa Allah will drop it and we'll keep it like this right till the end. So in this way, inshallah, this is the <coughs> way we will. And you don't have to move the some mazhabs have they move the finger, but we will just keep it like that in the Hanafi mazhab. And then we'll read Durud Ibrahim. And after that we'll do the Dwai Masura Allahumma inni Walam to Nafsi till the end. And then when it comes to salam. And assalamu alaikum. Even in this posture, you don't have to keep the head down. Head must be upright. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Make the niyat of salam of the people next to you. And the malaika. See, our cheeks must be, be able to see by the people behind us. And then assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. We don't start the next salam from here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. From here, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And eyes on the shoulder. So in this way, inshallah.
read our salah consciously with concentration, devotion, focus, attention. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make dua Allah accept our salah. And Allah help us to improve our salah. Then we make in dua also. Uh, our hands, these are our begging bowls, as Azmar Yunus Patel Sab, Rahmatullah used to say. So a slight gap between the hands and the palms open facing towards the Qibla in line with, I mean, facing towards the sky. In dua, the Qibla of the hands is the sky. We keep it like this and then we make dua. That Allah must accept our salah. In that way, inshallah, this is a way of performing our salah according to the sunnah as we have been taught, inshallah. So try and bring this into our salah, all that was mentioned, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for me first uh, and all of us so that we can improve our salah. Every salah must be an improvement on the previous salah. Subhanallah alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Subhanallah alhamdulillah. Subhanallah alhamdulillah. Nashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Astaghfirullah.